You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now instead of staying stuck in wishing and hoping and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And if you haven't taken our free course yet, Unburdened, Finding Balance, Living Alongside Autism, make sure you click the link in the show notes. It's www.notyouraverageautismmom.com forward slash free course and get registered. My name is Shannon Urquiola and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. And in this free course, I teach you things that I learned along the way that changed my life. And I live this autism parenting journey day in and day out, just like you. All right, stay with me and let's get on to this week's episode. You are listening to our best of summer podcast series featuring the most downloaded episodes of all time. Rigid thinking an inability to be flexible. Well, hey there, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I hope you have all had an amazing week. I know that so many of you have been going through the chaos of getting back to school schedules or homeschool or hybrid or virtual or whatever that looks like for you. And if you are not there, I know that you are right around the corner and getting ready to do that. So today is something that I'm going to talk about something that many of our members inside our private membership are dealing with, as I'm sure many of you podcast listeners are too. And that is our kiddos rigid behaviors and understanding why they are often so easy to fly off the handle when anything doesn't go just the way they want it to. And what we, as their parents, can do to ease their frustration and understand their inability to control it. Now, first of all, what we know is that in autism, their repetitive and fixated behaviors are generally their strategies that they are using to reduce the chaos and minimize their overload by seeking predictability and routine of sameness, right? These are all of their attempts to decrease their overwhelm from the stimulation and provide some sort of order to basically the confusing, overwhelming world that they are in. So these uncertainties are what cause their driving anxiety and insecurity and their rigid behavior patterns and need for predictability are relative to their deficits in processing, which although they may do them out of habit, and most of them do, what we need to know is that it still gives them that sense of calm and control right? Autism thinking is often very literal and concrete. Rules, regulations, expectations are black and white with no room for interpretation, right? Their thinking can be inflexible and have no tolerance for variation. 
But here's the reality. To be successful in life, we have to have some sort of ability to be flexible. Being flexible allows us to consider alternative options, to change our path when things don't go as expected, and to see other people's perspectives. When you're flexible, you can just go with the flow, right? And you won't find yourself feeling anxious when things need to change. Flexible people understand that everything is relative based on the options available in that individual situation. Our children struggle with being flexible because of their need for sameness and being in control. And when things have to change or you have to drive a different way home because of a traffic accident, their ability to be flexible is nowhere to be found, right? I know I've been there and it's never easy. Our world honestly is way too uncertain and unpredictable for our kids on the spectrum. What applies in one situation doesn't necessarily apply to the next. And that results in increased anxiety and sometimes anger when things don't go the way they anticipated. That is why for many of our kids, when they learn something, there is only one way of doing it. They learn it once and it's a constant. And that is the only way to do it. That is where the black and white thinking comes in. There is no gray area. They need one right answer because having options means they have to turn to executive functioning to figure it out. And that likely is a deficit for them too. So much of the problems we struggle with is that their rigid thinking often can lead to all sorts of behavioral challenges within our homes, right? When the world doesn't go the way they believe that it should, they can melt down really quickly. But here's what I want to tell you. The biggest problem comes when our rigid, inflexible child meets a rigid, inflexible adult, right? The more rigid your child is, the more flexible you have to be. You know, when you add rigid, inflexible thinking to their already overloaded sensory system and the things that we deal with, it creates significant stress to not only them, but to the entire family, right? The world has to be their way or all hell breaks loose. I know, I know. And honestly, it can be a challenge to change. The adherence to rigid thinking helps reduce their chaos and confusion and serves as a defense mechanism to reduce their anxiety and uncertainty. So what do we do to teach them flexibility? First of all, we have to start where they are and gradually help them out of their comfort zone. It's important to understand that you as the parent and the one who has the most self-control, you are going to have to be the one who is more flexible here to offset any major meltdowns. One way you can start 
is to teach the concept of same but different. So what do I mean by that? Well, you could start by making it a game to do something in a different way than what you usually do. If they are rigid, and let me go back to this going a certain way because that's a big deal in my world. Like we go one way and then it's just habit that we have to go that way. So if they are rigid and going a certain way to go somewhere, make a game out of taking a different route and stopping somewhere new that you've never been along the way. Or maybe it's going to be a different going to a different park rather than the same one, the familiar one that you always go to. Maybe it's throwing a Frisbee outside instead of the football or a baseball. Just changing things up a little to build in some flexibility and to help them learn that there are different ways things can be done and nothing bad is going to happen. But listen to me and lean in. Always talk about it beforehand and don't give them the option to say no because they will likely say no. Maybe giving them advance notice, that works for Jordan. So I would say something like, hey buddy, starting next Monday, I'm going to drive a different way home. Instead of using John Smith, we're gonna go down Lake Parkway to see if we can find any cool places that we don't know about since we always go the same way. Now, I would have to assure him that it won't take any longer It's just a different road. And he would likely say, okay, not tomorrow or Saturday, right? Not until Monday. And I would reassure him that we would be doing it on Monday. And I'll tell you, on Sunday, I would be sure to remind him so Monday doesn't come as a big surprise. It's also important that we help them learn that there is often more than one way to do something. For our kids, and I talked about this earlier, in their mind, there's only one way to do something, the right way. And that might be the way they learned it the very first time. So to them, that's the only way. It's important for them to understand that there is more than one right way to do some things. Maybe suggest trying something a different way. And if his or her resistance is strong, Let them do it their way, but have them allow you to try a different way so they can see when you do it that there's a different way to accomplish the same goal. Make it a game. Make it fun. See how many ways there are to do the same thing. Before starting something, talk about what to expect and what is expected of them. Talk about how you will do the task and break it down into small components. Do it together and stop when there are decisions that have to be made along the way and talk about if we do this, then this happens, then what? Or if we do this and this happens, then what do we do? This is a great time to remind them that if it doesn't work, you can go back and choose a different way. See how that all comes into being flexible and flexible thinking and working on their executive functioning skills? 
Now, it's important that we teach them what specifically they can do to handle a change in their plan or their routine. We have to teach them coping mechanisms. One way I do this with Jordan is using the word and. Using the word and, which is a conjunction that joins two separate words or phrases, helps balance his thoughts. Now, you might have read this if you get our Let's Talk Autism newsletter. I think I wrote about it last week. But when Jordan says something that is limiting his ability or his rigid, inflexible thinking pattern, I will look at him and say, and... And he knows then that he needs to add something to the back end of the sentence. So if he says, I don't like to be around so many people, if we're going to an event, I'll look at him and I'll say, and, and he might say, but we're going as a family and I know I'm safe. Now, don't get me wrong. This has taken several years of practice and he still isn't super good at it. And it takes a lot of encouragement from us. But everything with this journey is a work in progress. So I take it as it comes. Again, start where you are. Start where your child is. But it's important to practice getting them out of their comfort zone. Because look, we know the world is flexible and uncertain and chaotic. And things change often. So the better we can help them prepare and understand that and be able to have coping mechanisms to appropriately deal with changes, the better they will be equipped to become independent. Now, again, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes lots of practice and you will have to go through lots of meltdowns and lots of negative behaviors to figure it out along the way. Another thing you can do is to put them in a situation where there isn't there isn't one way. Um, so, and I'm trying to think about something where you have to use some executive functioning skills to decide which option will be best, right? By placing them in a situation where there is more than one decision to make, They will begin to learn to think about their options. Now, this won't happen right away, but letting them know that it doesn't have to be perfect and it can be good enough is a huge skill in itself for our kids. Our goal is never to overwhelm them, but we want them to mentally engage and tackle their uncertainty to reduce that rigid thinking. We want them to be able to evaluate options when there's a roadblock or when something doesn't go as they planned. Everyone makes mistakes until they practice and get better. You have to learn what doesn't work to ultimately learn what does work, right? That is what we want to teach them. Mistakes are often necessary for learning and to achieve success. But here's the thing. You can't just tell them these things and expect them to get it. They have to feel it by doing it. That is why you, it is your job to figure out ways to do these things in your everyday life. 
your life isn't the same as mine. So you have to think about how can you push them slightly out of their comfort zone. A great place to start is by assuring them that everything is figureoutable. And by the way, if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. It's called Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Forleo. And it is a great read. I'm a huge um, reader of those kind of things. So that book is amazing. One of our moms in our membership shared with me recently that she uses the phrase, we can fix this, which I also think is great and can really be beneficial when you are starting to work on these things in your home. Remember, as difficult as it can be sometimes, it's our job to help them learn and understand that no matter what the situation that has made them feel out of control, they are safe and we can fix it or it is figureoutable. The problem our kids have is that their regulation switch doesn't work well. And honestly, I mean their regulation switch for so many things, sensory, emotional, social, they don't function in that middle ground, in that gray area, right? They are black and white thinkers. There is no gray. Our kids on the spectrum have difficulty raising and lowering their emotional responses. And that is why they are frequently out of sync with their surroundings. All of this to say that one of the most important things for us as their parent is to remember that they are operating from the extremes. And then and only then will it be easier for us to understand their behavior and help them regulate. You know, one thing I always say is when they are having a meltdown, when they are dysregulated, what they say in those moments so important for us, for you, not to take it personal. It's not personal. It's just their fight or flight response in that moment. Just being aware of why they are reacting so extreme helps us accept their differences. Understanding their all or nothing reasoning helps us understand when they don't get it. Accepting when they're rude and being patient when they're obsessive. Understanding that they see the world differently allows us to live together more cooperatively despite our differences. All right, my friends, I hope this episode has been insightful and you have some new ways to help your son or daughter if they struggle with rigid thinking. Until next week, I wish you an amazing week ahead in your unique parenting journey. And hey, if you're enjoying our podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would just take a minute and write us a review on your favorite podcast platform, because that is how we reach and help more moms just like you. And remember, above all else, you are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to ask you to take a minute and write a review. That's how we reach more moms just like us. And that is how you can pay it forward to help another mom who might be struggling right now.
I also want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom membership. That's where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children, who all show up to show the world they are Not Your Average Autism Mom. It's my favorite place to be, so head on over to the website, www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to find out all the details. And listen, if we're not open for new members right now, make sure you join the wait list so you're the first to know when we open. We hope you do. We would love to work with you inside.